0: You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. the Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Full set. Your team. Pop! Every day. You are Locked on Packers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network routine every day. I'm Peter Bukowski. I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Pack Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. How, today on the show, we get you set. Tomorrow is the thing. Tomorrow is the game of the Packers season to date. They take on the six seed, L.A. Rams. I almost said St. Louis. I really did. (laughs) L.A. Rams, Packers, the number one seed. And I've been getting texts from friends and getting tweets from people that are like, is it Saturday yet? Is it Saturday yet? There were a lot of people last year who were really nervous about that Seahawks game. And there are a lot of fans right now who are nervous about this Rams game as well. And and I, I think what we need to remember, that 2019 team, that 2019 Packers team, it was great. It was enjoyable to be a part of, to watch, to follow. That 2019 team is not as good as this team. Just not as good. The 2020 team is so much better. In fact, I went back and looked at it By weighted DVOA, all right, Joey from Underage Packers is already annoyed with me. Uh, By weighted DVOA, so how they're playing right now, the Packers offense is just like tiny percentage points behind the 2011 Packers offense. That 2011 Packers offense is incredible. It's the best Aaron Rodgers has ever played And this team is approaching those levels. But remember that team. That team didn't have a run game like this. Packers have a top 10 run offense. And did not have a defense like this. A top 10 defense by EPA per play over the last two months. They're playing really good football in ways that that 2011 team wasn't. That 2011 team could not guard anybody. They could not defend anybody. Anyone That defense, if it hadn't been for the Saints, would have set a record for historic ineptitude. That team is not this team. Just like the 2019 team is not this 2020 team. And Ross Uglum, friend of the show, and my my buddy over at Packer Report, he pointed out the Seahawks team last year that came to Lambeau in the divisional round was better than this Rams team. And that's true. What's more, that 2019 team that beat that Seahawks team was worse than this 2020 Packers team. Think about the gap there. Because that Packers team last year jumped out to the hot start. They're up multiple scores. And yeah, in the second half, they have to hold on for dear life. This offense is better. Now, that Seahawks defense is not as good as that Rams defense that that the Packers are going to face tomorrow, but that offense was better than this Rams offense. And, oh, by the way, Russell Wilson was on that team. Jared Goff is the quarterback for the LA Rams. If the only things that you know about this game are that it is Aaron Rodgers and his team against Jared Goff and his team, most years that's enough. Most years that's enough for you to know and I, I get it. And I mentioned this on Twitter. 2011 is fresh in the minds of a lot of people. And, and I mean fresh. Like people remember the, the heartbreak of that game. What that team was and what that game was, was crazy unlikely. The Packers lose three fumbles in that game, they drop half a dozen passes, critical passes, third downs. That would have extended drives and they give up the Hail Mary. And that team at the end of the year, they rest their starters in week 17. Yeah, they win, but they had just won a Super Bowl. They didn't have the same sort of focus, the same sort of drive, the same sort of energy, the same sort of, yes, juice. They didn't have the same sort of want to, need to, that this team has. Because... Aaron Rodgers and Mason Crosby are basically the only people involved in this team that was on that team that know what it's like to win a Super Bowl. Kenny Clark doesn't know what that's like. Zadarius Smith doesn't know what that's like. Devontae Adams doesn't know what that is like. These guys are hungry. They are focused. And it's, look, the Rams get paid too. But the urgency of this team, the quality of this team, this Packers team is really good. They are better than the Rams. Is that that a guarantee that they're going to win? No, of course not. Of course not. But the reason I bring up 2011 is because things had to go really catastrophically wrong for Green Bay to lose that game. And then... You say, okay, well, things have gone catastrophically wrong in some other playoff games for the Packers, most notably 2014. Okay, that Seahawks team was better than Green Bay. They were better, and they proved it in the regular season. Blew them out in the regular season, and over the course of the regular season, proved that they were a better team. Green Bay, for 55 minutes of that game, played better. But the Seahawks were the better team. So, yes. Things needed to go catastrophically, historically, crazily wrong. But to the point in the periscope that someone is making here, the Packers were a touchdown underdog in Seattle for that game. The Packers are at home a touchdown favorite. Six and a half points by betonline.ag. It's not unreasonable to think the Packers lose. But it is unreasonable to think it is the more likely outcome. It isn't. It just isn't. And you know the the Packers know that all week on shows like Good Morning Football and on NFL Live and Dan Orlovsky is talking about oh the defense and Peter Schrager is talking about oh Jalen Ramsey and and Kyle Brand is talking about oh Aaron Rodgers against an elite defense all this stuff athletes act like they don't hear that they hear that. They know what's being said. They're more aware than ever what's being said. And you know how I know that? Because they tweet about it. They talk about it in press conferences. You don't think that media people get DMs about stuff that they say, that they that they write, that athletes don't slide in? I am here to tell you they do, okay? And, I mean, I can't even show you my DMs. This is something that the Packers are aware of. They wanted home field advantage. They fought for it. The Packers are going to have eight thousand fans at Lambeau Field. If you don't think that matters, I think you're crazy. This team is on a mission, and I don't. I, I the intangible part of that. If you believe in it or don't believe in it, it doesn't matter. The Packers are better. That's that's as simple as it gets. The Packers are better. Now, the better team doesn't always win. I didn't think the Packers were the better team in a couple of those games that they played in the playoffs in 2010, and they won them. I didn't think the Packers were a better team in 2016 when they beat the Cowboys. When you have Aaron Rodgers, you have a chance in ways that other teams don't. When you have Patrick Mahomes, you have a chance in ways that other teams don't. And that is the position that the Packers find themselves in here right now with the opportunity to right the wrongs of the past and to set right the legacy of someone like Aaron Rodgers and to propel Matt LaFleur into the stratosphere of, of elite coaches that he so rightly belongs. Before I move on, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I even got my wife in on these things. She had the uh, the salted caramel. No, it was the caramel brownie. Oh, man, really, really tasty. All of these things. I, you You just need to experience it to understand so many protein bars just taste like chalk. They taste like garbage. Bilt Bar is different. This is the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made. It really is. Go to builtbar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. They're even making it easier for you to find out for yourself. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at builtbar.com. One of the questions on the stream is actually a question that I got a couple times on Twitter today, and that is this idea that Jalen Ramsey could do they could do with Jalen Ramsey, Brandon Staley, the defensive coordinator, what the Patriots often did with Darrell Revis, what they continue to do with Stephon Gilmore at times. And that is, rather than shadow Devontae Adams with Jalen Ramsey, put Ramsey on the other boundary receiver, Well, it's, whether it's Al Lazard or Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and then send help to Darius Williams or Troy Hill, or whoever it is covering Devontae Adams. And that would be, you know is going to take away those other guys. Because Lazard and, and MVS, I love them to death. They're not going to be able to, to unpack what Jalen Ramsey is going to throw at them. It is something that I do think the Rams will do some of. But the idea that the Rams are only going to show one look to the Packers is just not true. It's just not true. You're not going to beat the Packers only showing them one look. You're not going to beat Aaron Rodgers, only giving them one thing to think about. If you know Ramsey is going to be on 17 wherever he goes, that's just not going to happen. Now, if you put Ramsey on on Adams, then you wonder, okay, is, is Adams going to go in the slot more? He's already said that's going to happen. So then does Ramsey move to the slot? And then how does that affect the way that if you're Matt LaFleur, you, you want to present the rest of the matchups in the game? I love the idea, and I think we're going to see this. I think we're going to see a fair amount of empty from the Packers, and I think we're going to see a fair amount of spread from the Packers. So whether it's 11 personnel, 12 personnel, doesn't matter. I think we're going to see a lot of 12 personnel in this game with two tight ends, Mercedes Lewis, Big Bob Tunyon, Dominique Daphne, Jace Sternberger. I bet they're all active, and Jace has been healthy for a couple weeks here. Play those, those big people, okay? See if you can catch the Rams in base. Spread them out and throw the ball. Keep those linebackers on the field because they can't cover. Not well enough. Not Tunyon down the middle of the field. And then you if you spread them out with, doesn't matter, 11, 12, doesn't matter, three receivers, two tight ends, doesn't matter. One of those backs in the backfield. The Rams want to play small. Okay, we dare you to play small when the Packers go shotgun with a single back and everyone else spread out. Can the Packers get matchup advantages, numbers advantages in the run game that way? I think they can. Now, the Rams have a very good run defense. They're able to defend the run extremely well from spread formations, from sub package with, you know, the the six, seven defensive backs on the field. The Bills... They went spread. They went to four and five out in the formation. But it doesn't have to be receivers. You know, you could only play three receivers and just have a running back out, a tight end out. That's another way to play with Jalen Ramsey, right? You put Devontae Adams in the slot. See if Ramsey will follow. And if he doesn't, put a running back out there. Put a tight end out there. Put Mercedes Lewis out there and see if Ramsey, probably not a man, but you're still occupying a zone defender. By putting a receiver out to that side of the field. And I think there are so many counters. And and Jake Morley, friend of the show and friend of mine and Packer Report. And he actually uh, covers the Chiefs as well. He mentioned that for every defensive thing that the Rams do great. The Packers have an elite counter for. They have Jalen Ramsey. Okay, Packers have Devontae Adams. They've got Aaron Donald. Okay, Packers have the best offensive line pass blocking wise in football. The Rams have Brandon Staley. Okay, the Packers have Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, the Rams have a good run defense. Oh, the Packers have one of the best run blocking offensive lines in football and maybe the best group of running backs in the league. Okay, so where is the defensive advantage for the Rams then? And then flip the game around that's when you start to see the the matchup advantages for the Packers. Okay, you've got Jared Goff, one of the worst quarterbacks in football under pressure this season and last season and the year before that and the year before that. He is a bad quarterback under pressure. He will throw ducks. He will throw interceptions. He will turn the ball over. The Rams have turned the ball over more than twice as often as the Packers did this season. And in fact, last week was the first game this year Year, 17 games. The Rams didn't turn the ball over. The first game. The way this Packers defense is playing, I don't see that happening. The way that this team can rush the passer. You've got the interior pressure with with Kenny Clark. You've got Darnell Savage in the middle of the field. Maybe Jair Alexander comes through with a big play. Remember, Jair Alexander was the dude the last time these two teams played. The dude. That was his breakout performance was against the Rams and Brandon Cooks. That was Strap City. That was when we thought, oh, this guy could be special, like special, special. And guess what? He's one of the best cornerbacks in football. And by the way, speaking of things that that you know the the players are hearing, you don't think Jair Alexander has taken it personally that everyone is talking about Jalen Ramsey that Jalen Ramsey was first team all pro with basically identical statistics to Jair Alexander. You don't think that Jair knows that you don't think Jair cares about that. You don't think that he's pissed about that. You don't think that he wants to, that he doesn't want to take that out on Jared Goff and Cooper cup and Robert Woods. That is huge for him. And we've seen him have success In these kinds of situations against this team, Mike Patton has had some success against this offense in the past. And I think that that is an interesting thing that we just haven't spent enough time talking about. And we talked about it yesterday with Sosa. This defense. This defense can really create problems for the Rams. And you go back to what they've done the last few weeks here with those five man fronts. Three down linemen. Get snacks in the game. Kenny Clark with no Kingsley Kiki. Maybe Kenny Clark plays a little bit more three technique, a little bit more five tech even. You get the you get the hosses on the edges. And let Chris Barnes flow to the football. Let Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, let them flow to the football and stop Cam Akers. The Rams are going to turn it over. The Packers probably aren't. And if the Packers do not turn it over, they win. That's it. That's the only indicator you need. If the Packers don't turn it over, they win. Because even if the Rams don't turn it over, and it's even, if the turnover differential is even, the Packers win. So if the Packers do not turn it over, they win. If the Packers win the turnover differential, if they get the turnover that the Rams will inevitably give up, then we're talking about double digits. I said on on underage Packers. I was on that uh, today with Joey, Joey the Jaguar, uh, that I thought the Packers were going to win twenty one to seventeen, something like that. I'm going to save the the full prediction for the end. But I don't. The more that I've looked at it, the more that I've thought about it, the more that I've watched tape, the more that I've studied the numbers. I think there are real advantages that Green Bay has here that that the Rams just can't match, and I, I think the Packers are in good position to get to their second consecutive NFC championship game. Before we finish up, today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. There is only one place that has you covered, one place we trust online for your gambling needs, and that is betonline.ag. Packers, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Most of the money is on Green Bay. Most of the money is on the under. If you want to go the other way, Go ahead at betonline because right now when you sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on you will get a 50% welcome bonus don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit we got 2817 in the comments Oh, we're getting the scores. We're getting the scores. All right. 31 21, 27 10, 27 17, 24 17, 30 to 21. All right. A lot of, a lot of uh I assume Packers wins 42 to 6. Hey, look, it's not crazy. 34 17, 31 14, 27 13. Packer fans pretty confident. I don't know if I changed some minds on here. A lot of cause I, you look at my mentions on Twitter. There are a lot of people who are nervous about this game. And I really think that that is, that is mostly about wanting to win. I think Packer fans are nervous because they want to win so badly. And this is a season where it feels like they can win the Super Bowl. And so if you, you know, losing this game means losing out on the opportunity when you have a, a an inferior team, and especially if the Saints win, you have to feel really good about your chances in Lambeau Field next week. This is this is this is why it feels like there's pressure on the Packers because they need to win. They need to win, and I don't uh, look. I don't, I don't think that's wrong. The window here at Aaron Rodgers, we don't know what it looks like. Two years, three years. It's probably not more than three years. It's just probably not. Sorry to tell you, but he's playing great, and so they can go out and they can do this. and And this was a question that I got um, on Twitter the idea that that Aaron Jones is being overlooked in this game, and, and I think that's real. I think that's real for a number of reasons. Go back and, and look at that 49ers game. He was just coming off an injury. They they were saying they, they were going to put him in limited snaps, and then he was the engine of the offense in a game that they absolutely had to win short week, he goes out, he's he's running the ball, he's catching the ball, jet sweeps, um, everything that, that they could screen game um, down the field, everything that you could ask a running back to do. When the Packers offense needed a jolt last year, that was what they went to, was Aaron Jones. And so if you're going to pay all this attention to Devontae Adams and you're going to take away the deep shots, okay, MVS is not going to be a huge part of this game. Well, Some of the things that you can do, whether it's cover three, whether it's cover four, whether it's cover six, whatever you want to do, there are ways to get the running back involved in the passing game that can be really, really impactful to the way that you attack these defenses, whether it is clearing out one side of the field to get a swing route in, whether we're talking about, you know, you know, jet all goes with the running back seam routes. I mean, there are a lot of different ways to get Aaron Jones involved. And I think there are going to be two or three touches that he has, opportunities to put huge, huge stamps on this game. And if he can take advantage of them, and it may not just be Jones, it could be Jamal Williams, it could be A.J. Dillon, I think we're going to see all three in this game. Then I think you you really put yourself in a really good position to score on this team. And I do think Green Bay can score on this team. I mean, I think they can get... 24, 27, 30 is asking a lot. Only one other team got to 30 and it was the Bills and it took a late penalty for them to even have a chance to get to 30. That's the best offense that the Packers have, or that the Rams have seen so far this season and, and they needed the penalty to get to 30. But look, you know, the Cardinals got to 28 on them. That This is a better Packers offense than that. The play-action game is going to be huge. It's going to be huge. And... It's going to be, we I mean, we talked about a little bit over the course of the week. It is the one flaw in this Rams defense. They fly downhill in the run game because they have to. Because that sub package relies on the fast flow of those safeties to replace for the linebackers. And I, I think that Green Bay knows that. You look at what Kyle Shanahan was able to do against this team. It's not a coincidence the 49ers went 2-0 and against the Rams. You have to be willing to take what they're going to give you. That means underneath. That means swing routes. That means get the ball in your playmakers hands. So give yourself an opportunity to get the ball in your playmakers' hands. Tavon Austin, Aaron Jones. Let's see, let's see the pony personnel. Let's see 21 personnel with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Love that. We saw that a little bit against the Bears, saw that a little bit against the Titans. Where you're going to play them both. And you're going to, you're going to give the defense really a lot of of questions that they have to answer. How are you going to play Jones if he comes jet? Are you going to send a linebacker? Are you going to send a safety? What are you going to show by doing that? I mean, I think there are are so many ways that Green Bay can get the Rams to show what they're doing. And that's the tough part of this defense. There was a great piece in The Athletic that talked about the way that Rodgers can attack this Brandon Staley defense. And they pointed out that just last year, they played against the Broncos with Vic Fangio, who is playing basically Brandon Staley is playing his defense. I don't want to make the the exchange there unfair. Staley is playing a version of the Fangio defense. Well, what did Aaron Rodgers do? He used a hard count and he took every second of the play clock to wait and see. And you get the hard count. Do the linebackers move? Does that cornerback that looks pressed up? Does he bail? you get you can gain a lot of information in that uh in that just those few seconds there so the again green bay has these options they've got the counters and the fact that this team can run the ball effectively that they can pass the ball effectively there are only so many offenses that can do both of those things that i think when when you look at a team like the rams who are geared up to not prevent big plays how many teams who are great at generating big plays are also really good in the run game. There aren't that many. There aren't that many. And so when when you look at it, you know by DVOA, the, there is only one team. Excuse me, there are two teams in the league in the top five in passing and rushing DVOA: the Packers and the Titans. They run a similar system. The Rams have not seen a team like that this year. They have not seen a team. They have not seen a quarterback. They have not seen a quarterback playing like Aaron Rodgers. And for whatever you can say about Sean McVay, and he knows what the deal is with with Malafleur, and they know each other really well, that street goes both ways. Matt LaFleur knows Sean McVeigh. And I said this earlier in the week. Sean McVay has shown more to Matt LaFleur in the, in the year that they spent together than the other way around. Because Matt saw McVay in all of those situations as a head coach doing what he's doing. McVay didn't see it the other way. McVay hasn't been there in person to see Matt LaFleur, how he reacts to X, how he reacts to Y. That is where these games are won and lost. Those marginal advantages. And that's why I think Green Bay wins this game. That's why I think Green Bay wins this game. Because every supposed advantage that the Rams have, the Packers have answers for. And that's when the Packers have the ball and the Rams are trying to play defense. That's strength on strength. When you flip it, when the Rams have the ball. The Packers have shown that a team that needs to run the ball to win this season and doesn't really have an option beyond that, that they can stop that. And since the Vikings game, where they played their worst defensive game of the season, this defense has been awesome. They've been awesome. They are going to stop Cam Akers. They are going to force Jared Goff into turnovers. And they are going to win this game 27 to 17. The Rams will not get to 20 points. I don't think I'm being very declarative, very declarative right now. I don't think the Rams can get to 20 points. If the Packers defense plays just a B plus game, the Rams do not get to 20 points. And I think the Packers don't need to play their A plus game to get to 27. I think they can play well enough. I saw enough last year. I saw enough. Last year, in that game against Seattle, where Lafleur came out, he's got the Tyler Irvin package. He's got the double move. He's got the the little fake rub route touchdown. There is so much that that says to me, the Packers are not only going to be ready for this game, that they are going to play well in this game. And I can't wait to be back here on Monday talking about it.